Alright. What's so, good, guys? Welcome to the uh, anti-OKC um, podcast. Today we're going to be covering the rise and more specifically the fall of the Oklahoma City Thunder in the 2020-21 season. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I noticed that you guys lost some more. I just had to... My bad. Talk Go to on, me in two weeks. We're going to be watching the players together from the couch. Yeah, players. I'm That's not playing, innit? But the thing is, I'm going to be watching my team in the playoffs. That's the difference. No, you, no, the, well, both our teams going to be watching, observing the players from the sidelines. Oh, you must be talking about the second or third round or like the finals or something. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking oh, about the you, you think, uh, you, that sounds like you, you think the Knicks are going to go home after the first round. No, no, the, anything can happen. Listen, it's up to it's up to the basketball gods in the end. The However, but you have to have playoffs. confidence in your team, bro. No, no, no. You I have, have to have that Jimmy Butler belief. Listen, I think the banner's going up. I think the banner's going up. Listen, <laughs> okay? I think that banner is going up. I already Say told you. Say your chest. I like I it. <laughs> I already told you. He was talking about that shit before about we're fourth. We're going to be in the top four. Well, blah, blah, blah. Now I say we're going to make... If we make that play, bro, <laughs> where's your no. confidence? Look at the point. Are you insane? Ain't no playing, bro. We're not going to go to the plane. You know what? We might have to play someone in the plane if we get unlucky with a seeding, but we're going to win that matchup too. And whoever comes and plays us is going to be very be on upset. The outside of the play picture. You're, you guys are very you guys are very lucky that um, Washington's not getting their shit together because I swear to God, I swear... I swear you you are a combination me. between Russell Westbrook and Scott Brooks's mentality. <laughs> you you can stay the hell where you are. Yeah, the Knicks right now are in the playoffs, and the Knicks uh. have Julius Randle. All I know is that KD too skinny. He can't guard the King Julius. <laughs> KD too skinny. Okay, it doesn't matter if they if they got that three headed snake or whatever it is. <laughs> Julius Randle is going to average 55 a game in the first round to take out the Nets oh. we're going to win it all guys we're going to win it all okay I love that are you going to prove it gonna, you're going to oh. prove it your next match your next matchup when you're playing the Nets no 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 no. we lose that matchup on purpose they don't need to see Julius's powers they don't have to see okay you've only seen about 30% of what Julius can be You'll mm. see in the playoffs, yeah. I've seen the tapes, hidden tapes. You can see in the playoffs <laughs> the what Julius, the hidden tapes. You can see in the playoffs what Julius Randle really is, yeah. You'll oh, see. Man. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome, 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 everyone, to episode 19 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. This is your host Chisom. With me today, we've got the OKC fan, the the zookeeper himself, Mister Noble Pusunju. How are you doing today, sir? No, why I just need to refer to things that don't that are not relevant right now. Why are you bringing up OKC's name? You're already you, triggering me. At you the you you, you have to represent your peoples. Because when I moved to Vino, we, we've got my the big dog Vino over here, the Kang. Of course. The, the, the one true believer in, in Julius Randle. What do you mean the, the one true believer? He, he's, he's the leader of, of the Julius Randle cult. Vino Bro, himself. How are you doing today, sir? It's, it's nothing to do with believing. I look at straight <laughs> facts. I look mm. at the fact that if you look in the history of Julius's, yeah, there's Julius Caesar. He did a lot of things. But even he was stabbed in the back by, by what my name, my man Brutus. 
You see? Mm. So Julius Randle right now has the backing of all of his teammates. So he's already surpassed Caesar because Caesar didn't have that. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, Julius Irving, yeah. Julius Irving, Dr. J, he played for Brooklyn Nets. That's already an L. You don't go to New York and play for the Nets, even if they were in New Jersey back then. Who wants to play in New Jersey, man? That's an L straight away. So mm. he is actually, I've got to elevate his title to the best Julius in history. And if you actually look at his stats, he's having a very similar season to the one, the only, the GOAT, LeBron James. So oh my God. There's, there's, there's no matter of believing. Julius Randle. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Did you just say the GOAT, LeBron James? The GOAT, LeBron James. Okay. Okay. Go on. All right. And I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying that Julius Randle is as good as LeBron James, but his numbers are on a comparable level. His rebounds are a bit more, assists a bit less, points are roughly similar. See, but the point I'm making here is <sighs> Noble's been talking a lot on our chat. And just before we get to this podcast, I want to address this. The Knicks are going to make the playoffs, Noble, whether you like it or not. This guy is a natural-born hater. He is doing what LeVar Ball did with his kids, but on the opposite for the Knicks. He's trying to will them <laughs> out of the playoffs. He's doing everything he can to bring all the bad fortune possible onto the Knicks. Give me two weeks. Yo, it's the, four, it's the fourth right now. Let's talk about this on the 18th. Let's okay, we'll talk are. about it on the 18th. May, maybe we'll be the one seed by then, motherfucker. Oof. That's a, that's a lot of games to catch up. Hey, yo, that's, that's a lot of I'm games. Not being, I'm not being serious when I say the one seed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just let the I'm, I'm let the numbers do the talking. I don't need to do anything else. Oh man, oh you know what? Last week, uh, when we recorded the the podcast, we it was a great show with with uh with the coach there. But then right after we finished recording. There was a major move in the NBA. Lamarcus Aldridge, the seven-time All-Star, was released from the from the Spurs, and has now made his way to Brooklyn to join the Nets, and added to the I don't know how many All Stars that they have on that team. Um, and then a day after, was it even the same evening? Andre Drummond to yeah. the Lakers. Yeah. Can I say something? Andre Drummond, Andre Drummond to the Lakers. I don't mind. I don't mind that mm. at all. <sighs> Lamarcus Aldridge to the Nets doesn't sit right with me. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me, man. He's too good to be just going and just saying, "I, I'm, I'm here," acting like he's acting like he's not the player that he is. Just because people forget he's had half a bad season. He's had mm. half a bad season and he's really trying to play with the public perception and make people think that, oh, he's had half a bad season. I'm an old guy. That's why he's not catching all the heat for joining the super team. He is too good to go join a super team like this and act like it's nothing. It doesn't sit right with me. Listen, I want to be, I want to know if I'm the only one because I don't know why it just doesn't sit right with me, man. Like, go ahead, Noble. Go ahead, Noble. I just wanna. I'm just like, what year is it, bro? Like, I know we have we've had COVID and everything, but I mean, I feel like the NBA is infected too. Like, like what is going on? How do we have? Do, do you see what your team is like? Are this this is what someone might choose in Black Top Five v Five? Like, I don't know if someone yeah. the Spurs. 
Like, these are the type of teams that we're drawing up. So This I mean, is what a Spurs once... fan would choose on a Black Top 5 uh, v 5. That's exactly. the only way Lamarcus is getting picked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was trying to give my man some love. But, like, you know, someone, you know, someone who's, like, a power forward who likes to do the speed, who loves the, the, the post fadeaway, you know, the patented Lamarcus Aldridge shot. But I'm saying, forget all of that. That, on one hand, I, I'm questioning, like, this is crazy and this isn't right. But on the other hand, bro, this is crazy. This, I mean, what did I say right before the end of the last podcast? I was like, I want you to load up all the teams. I want to see 10 All-Stars on one and 20 All-Stars on the other one. I want to see Hall of Famers up and down. Since we, since we wanted to go mad with it, let's take it all the way. And apparently, the Brooklyn Nets heard me, decided to go pick up Aldridge. Who knows what? I feel like they're still going to make some moves before before the season is over. They look like they're trying to pick up any veteran player who can add a little bit of depth. They don't need anything right now besides defense, which we'll talk about at some point. But honestly, I think that Andre Drummond to the Lakers is the actual actual highlight of the day. I mm. mean that move <clears throat> because as much as I love as much as I love the Nets and I love their free flowing offense, which is exactly what it is, because every player can get their own there are so many players that can get their shot. Um what are you gonna do when you have a big buddy like Drummond banging down low? Like you don't have an answer to that. And I just mm. wanna see him when his toe grows back one day soon. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see him like it's just gonna be funny. Like because on one hand, um, you're, you're going to surround the Lakers with a bunch of shooters, obviously. You have Caldwell Pope if his shot ever comes back. You have Dennis Schroeder. Must who be shooting a, nice. Yeah, yeah, but he's very he's very streaky. So, I mean, yeah, like, but last year in the playoffs, he, he came hot. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's a streak as well. Listen, Noble's right. He is very streaky, but he tends to pick up his streaks at the right time, it seems. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, I'm just saying you have a bunch of streaky guys, but like the playoffs is the playoffs. Shots start, tend to not fall in. I mean, Lamarcus, Lamarcus Aldridge is dope because he can throw the ball down line, he can buddy and then take a shot. But there's a difference between trying to make that shot over like Marcus Gasol or I don't know which other center they had in there. There's a difference between doing that over Marcus Gasol and Andrew Drummond because when you try to body him, you, you move, fam. Like, imagine you're pushing someone and you're the one going away. Like, that, that will fuck up your shot. So, his usual form would be fucked up a little bit. That's defense. And then on the other side, who's... I'm sorry, is Lamarcus Aldridge going to take a board away from Drummond? Throw the ball up anywhere in the sky. There's no player on the net who can even stop. Andre That's Drummond, such a simple Andre simple Drummond play. has the highest rebound percentage in NBA history. Exactly. Yeah. And then on the other end, while you're contesting with all of that, guess what? <laughs> Anthony Davis doesn't need to suffer as much because he has... Andre Drummond has his own magnetic pool. So it's just mm. like with the... I, but I feel like it's all about... Um, so the Nets and the Lakers, they both have this. They have players that have magnet, magnetic poles, but with the Nets, all their players are more peri- perimeter oriented. Not they're more; they are like James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. They have this pull to get you out of the rim to try and free up the rim. Andrew Drummond, but with the Lakers, you find that you have players who have this pull at different parts of the court. You have Andrew Drummond, who's going to be who has his pull down there in the paint. You have mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, who has his pull from the paint area up until the even up until the three point late, three point line, but not really, just like just like a up until the he's deadly line. until mid range, basically. Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where his pull is, and then you have LeBron, whose pull. I'm sorry, he's just he's. He's the he's best everywhere. player still. His pull is everywhere within the three-point line. Even when exactly. LeBron's not hitting his threes. No, no. Even when LeBron's not hitting his threes, you still check him at the three-point line. Because exactly. if you give him space, he's going to blow by you. And yep. 
and not even that if you give him space and someone else is looking he gets the he gets the pass in there his range is literally from the half court line so i mean yeah. you have so it's like a more balanced pool and it, that things like that when teams are when teams are very comparable when teams are when it, this is greatness we're talking about now we're not just talking this is champ this is beyond championship level teams this is just like the best teams not Te- not technically the best teams ever from the Lakers side, but statistically on the the Nets, Nets is basically the best the, assembled team in the NBA best history. assembled. Team. Yeah, I mean technically, yeah, but even with things like that, so when you're at this, when you're at that level, the little things make the biggest. They make the biggest difference. So I think mm-hmm. the pull that Drummond is gonna bring, the additional pull that he brings in, is better than what Aldridge was gonna do for the Nets. <sighs> I heard somewhere that Andre Drummond has been, and I agreed with this guy, I've been saying this for a while on this podcast as well, basically, but that Andre Drummond's kind of the litmus test between a casual fan and uh, a true NBA fan. Because, you know, Andre Drummond does not have the impact that a lot of players in this league have. But I think those times are about to change. Because the thing is, he's never been in a championship team before. He's never played like that. And do you know what? I do not expect him to be an all-star. But I expect him to be a Jonas Valanciunas kind of player on offense. That level, not that type of player. That level, that kind of involvement in the offense. 12 to 13 points. Kind of doing things here and there. Nothing. You don't look at him and think, oh, he's got this in his game. That's so special. That in his game. But then Andre Drummond has that rebounding. As I said, the best rebounding percentage in NBA history. And even if you want to say this skews that, that skews that. Whatever you want to say, it's still very impressive. Even if he's not the best rebounder ever, to even be anywhere near the conversation is very impressive. Yep. So, actually, prov- I think you're missing out on something. I think he's not just going to be a Jonas, Jonas, Valentinus type of player. That's only going to be when they play against bigger teams. For all the small teams, just be- have you ever seen Andre Drummond score? It's just complete domination, bro. Like, so once he does that play one time and the coach sees, okay, we can do this, they're going to exploit him so many times. There are going to be nights where he's going to give you a, yeah. a nice solid 30. Yeah, there's nights mm-hmm. where Andre Drummond will go off just because I'm, he, he's too big. Some players, he's, he's just too big. He's just way too big. And um, Noble's right. There's times where he's going to get 30, 35 yeah. in a single game. Yeah. But... I think I think Aldridge does more for the Nets just because, do you know what, KD not does more impact-wise. I think the impact on the team is more from Drummond because they needed him more than the Nets needed Aldridge, basically. Mm. But I think Aldridge is still a far better player than Andrew Drummond, even at this point in his career. The way that that man can put the ball down and put it over his shoulder and just fade on anyone, it doesn't matter, it can be Giannis, he doesn't give a shit. He'll fade on you and he'll sink it. I've seen him do it to the Knicks enough times. I've seen it in person, just watching watching the game, watching it go to him. You just, you really just hope it doesn't go in. You don't think, oh, my guy's clamping him, this, this or that. You think he's going to get his shot off. He's going to get to what he wants to do. Mm. Does it go in or does it not? That's the question. Yeah. But And he's Aldridge really, really just, good at, sorry, just to add on to it. He's yeah, really, really yeah. good at passing off the, off the pin down. So when yeah, he gets that ball in that yeah. position, you think he's going to shoot and everyone starts to Basketball IQ. Him. Exactly. Basketball IQ. For that. See, here's he's a I, very smart player. I, I, I agree that, um, uh, what's his name, Aldridge might be the better player right now. Like, especially if you're just looking at 1v1. Um, I think Aldridge is a better scorer than Drummond, but based on kind of what the team needs, 
I think the Lake, like Lakers getting under Drummond is a is a bigger um, move than the Nets getting Lamarcus Aldridge because really the Nets don't need more scoring. Like it's cool to have more scoring, but it's like at what point like, would you rather have the ball in the hands of Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, um, James Harden, or would you rather give the ball to uh, Lamarcus Aldridge in the post? Jason. Yeah, but like, it's not about he's that. Not, he's not going to get that many touches to be as effective or to be the best no, Marcus Aldridge no, no, no. that there is. But then, at this, but then on the other side, you look at the Lakers, they actually need a guy like Drummond. So he fills a need that they actually have. Whereas he's a 36 Marcus Aldridge player. is just like... He's a 36, he's a 36 to 40-minute player. Not play minutes he'll play, but minutes he can play. Look... Who's this, um, Aldridge or, or, or... Andre Drummond. He can only yep. play in 36 to 40 minutes of the game. And that's the that's first 36 to 40. Yep. No, 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 no. He's not going to play all of them. I'm saying after 40 minutes in the game are gone, once you're into those final eight minutes, if it's a tight game in the playoffs, you can't play him. Wow. He is a career wow. 42% free throw shooter. No, but he's you can't no, but he, play him. You know what? Yeah, the Lake. I'm sorry. The, the Lakers, they're too good. at. They're too good. Their IQ is too high. I mean, worst comes to worst, yes, you might have to foul, you might have to take him out. But when you're trying to foul him, he's he's so strong that he can commit, like he can still make a play off of the foul and get you. I've nah, seen it. He no, did it so no, many no. times in Detroit. He did it. Do you know how many times people? Detroit was where he really was, where he really blew up. And when he blew up, he decided to do the hack, the hacker, hacker Andre game, and he got he got used to it and started to find ways through it to still exploit it to still stay on the floor. Like. Yes, you could take it. You you probably will have to take him off, and I agree with that. But then now you can put in Marcus All at center with AD, LeBron, and a couple of other shooters. So like you don't necessarily pick up a guy like Drummond to close games out for you. But then for those thirty eight to forty minutes that he does play, I think he does mm. bring a better impact than the Marcus Aldridge. And plus, what the as I said, what the the Nets need is defense. Are you really going to put yeah. Marcus Aldridge on in the last four or five minutes of a close game when you need to play defense? No, because he's like he's probably, probably not going to be the one touching the ball. Him. Yeah, he's not going to be the one touching the ball anyways because you're going to put that in the hands of one of your three stars, and he's not going to be he's not going to be the guy on offense. He's not really going to be helping you on the defensive end. So why is he on the court? Uh, what is he on the court for? You make a fair point. You make a fair point, and. I think more than I, I don't think I'm wrong with what I'm saying about Andre Drummond. I think the, mm. what I'm saying will happen. Will happen. Oh, but yeah. I see your point that maybe that doesn't matter because maybe they didn't they didn't really need him for those last minutes. They can run Trez and then AD at five in those last few minutes. And but the thing with Lamarcus Aldridge is I think you can in a, in a close game if he's energized in a game because with these older players what you get a lot of the time is some games they can do it all the way, some games they can't, mm. and Lamarcus, I'm sure there will be many games because he's not that old. He's not yeah. that washed. He still has some legs, some some ability left in him. He'll be able to to go the full te- the full um, 48 minutes, some games. And when he does that, and say KD, I, I reckon one of those guys is going to get knocks in the in the playoffs. At least miss a couple of games. One of the three will probably miss two to three games, maybe at least during the playoffs. That usually happens anyway. Mm-hmm. And in those times. Lamarcus Aldridge can be the guy who steps in if KD's out and Kyrie's off, for example. You know Harden's not a closer. I'm sorry to say it, but Harden's not the closer. Out of those three, Harden's the last guy that you want to close. Out of K- KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Yep. 
I would even have Lamarcus Aldridge. If it's if you're down one and you need two points, back to the basket, I'd take Lamarcus Aldridge over Harden over dribbling. 100%. No, I'd, I'd make Harden drive. Because then he could get fouled and go go get some free throws, but I don't like, I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's just me, yeah. but I'd put Lamarcus in the post because I've I just trust that play so much. Yeah, that's I trust you. that play so much. Disrespecting yeah. James Harden, like you could, I'll put Lamarcus Aldridge in a pick and roll because I mean he's he's a brilliant pick and pop guy if he needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can yeah. still roll to the bucket and he can still do the he can still do the post after that. But you definitely run the ball through Harden first. You, you you put a big man next to uh, uh, an athletic big man who can finish at the rim next to LeBron, and I think they they just instantly get better. You see, you saw the same thing happen with McGee last year, and the same thing happened with Dwight Howard. Like LeBron loves to run the pick and roll with, with with big men like that. I think it's a match made in heaven. To be honest, I'll be honest with you. Listen, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I think it's a match made in heaven, but I I just think Aldridge. I think Aldridge is just so much better than people think he is. That's all I have to say. Aldridge is so much better than people think he is. Yeah. Um. Quick, quick question for you, Vino. Um. So the the Nets. You, you said you you like the the the, the Marcus Aldridge pickup. Um. Obviously, they added um Blake Griffin in the last couple of weeks there as well. And if you look at the Nets big three, they've only played so that big three obviously with KD, Kyrie, and um, James Harden. They've only played seven games together total. Are you at all mm. worried about their um, them coming together at the you know or peaking at the right time going into the playoffs? I said it a few weeks ago, and and we had a big argument on this podcast about this. I said it a few weeks ago. I'll say it again. It's just, I don't think they're going to have problems, let's say, by the time the finals roll around. Mm-hmm. But I'm worried about whether they'll even reach there because I feel like they might have problems along the road. I'm not saying it's a definite thing. I'm not saying it's a sure thing. I'm not even saying it's a probable thing. But I'm saying there is a chance in there that when KD comes back, especially with the fact that they've brought in these two guys in Blake and Aldridge. Now, it's not just the big three. It's two other guys who basically exclusively score. It's, it's going to be a tough kind of puzzle to fit all of those pieces and make everyone happy. Mm. Now, do they need to be happy to win a championship? Do they need to be at their full potential to win a championship? That's a different question. Because I don't, I don't think they do. That's the thing. They won't be fully done this year. Because you know what? Next year, if this team comes back as currently constructed, they'll probably, we'll probably hear some reports coming out in the regular season. Oh, it's been a while. We still haven't found our mesh, perfect mesh yet. But I think despite all of that, They'll probably end up winning a ring. No. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad he. Wait. Are you talking about next season or this season that they're gonna win a ring? The this season. I'm saying. I'm not saying they'll definitely win a ring, but I'm saying. I think that I think they will run into some problems, but I think. I think the talent might just be too much. I was just gonna thank you, thank you for saying that, man, because that was gonna be my argument. I was gonna say without one or even two starters. They're probably still gonna just cozy. They're just gonna stroll along to the finals. It's not about without without starters. Starters or or stars. To, just just to... starters. Starters. Okay, cool. Cause yeah. So Lamarcus and like a Harden can be out, and they'll probably still make it they're, to the finals. Uh, yeah, they're still gonna stroll yeah. all the way to like the east. I don't know if it's Maybe a stroll. East, no, it's east, definitely not a stroll. Con- Bro, I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be a stroll to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sorry. As much see, the only way it's just it has to be the most the most catastrophic thing because the only way you can beat that team is mentally. You're not gonna beat that team through. T- you're not gonna beat that team through talent because 
the stars they're gonna do what the stars do their role players complement them perfectly joe harris and jeff green they shoot the ball with reckless abandon like it's the they they have the greenest lights on the team and they and they, I'm, i need to see their numbers because the on just watching the game it looks like at least 40 percent mm. of their shots are going in and that's yep. insane because yeah, you still sure. have Kyrie who can pull up from anywhere on any on any type of dribble, and you still have James Harden, bro. It's and we're not even talking about Kevin Durant because he's coming back this week or next week, like. Uh, so I'm just saying, like they are going to have no problems whatsoever just because of the talent they have and the fact that their talent works together. Because even I'm sorry, adding Katie to that mix will it's not going to muddle it up. It's just going to have other people just look. Everybody is just looking to create a shot for either themselves or the next man in. So they're playing for the team on the offensive end. So you have to be really, you have, you know, the only way you can beat the Brooklyn Nets is for you to attack them so, so like so persistently on the defensive end that they're too rattled to go to, to go at you on the offensive end. Because I can't see any other way for any team to win. Very true. Can I say, can I say something about Kevin Durant? Absolutely. I used to say, KD might be the best in the world. I used to say KD, LeBron is a discussion at least. I don't want to hear from anyone's mouth KD being put anywhere near LeBron. This man, I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I apologize for using these words on this podcast. (laughs) I do not care one bit. Kevin Durant went and joined the Superstar Warriors, formed a super team. (laughs) And then he came to the net already with with um with already with uh, Kyrie and we're, we're acting like the Nets weren't already a playoff team and you've added two superstars and not just a, they they weren't they weren't a championship team but they were a good playoff team they had D'Lo and the thing is they not before just before this yeah. not then but just before they had D'Lo and they had got to that stature they still had players like Dinwiddie and Levert you see Levert's come back mm-hmm. He had a great night last night for the Pacers. Levert is a baller. We know this. We've been knowing this. Jarrett Allen is a great player. So is Spencer Dinwiddie. It's unfortunate he went down, but they had him at the start of the season. When they joined, they had him. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And then, and then they have the audacity to say, James Harden, come. And then to act there, Kevin Durant Aww. is sat there on his... And now, now they're going to win a championship. How can I take this man's legacy seriously? He has actually come. He's gone yet yeah, to clown. Shield headquarters and he said to Nick Fury, he said to Nick Fury, I need the Avengers. He said, I need the Avengers. I gotta beat I gotta beat a 36-year-old. That's what he said. He said, I need the Avengers, I have to beat a 36-year-old. Yo, and and kind of speak, speaking about KD, part of the criticism about him is that he's been too soft his entire career taking whatever anyone he's soft taking whatever anyone soft. says like straight to heart and Michael Rappaport this week um, posted some some screenshots of, of messages that he had with uh, with Kevin Durant so KD KD Trisom 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 LeBron you'd never hear this come out about LeBron I want you to know that as yeah. well another thing to go on my point you'd never hear nothing like this come out about LeBron Especially in a time when they're trying to build chemistry. You never hear that. Absolutely. But go on. And um, it all started when Michael Rappaport um, tweeted about the Kevin Durant interview from way back in December. um, Where Kevin Durant was on NBA and TNT and barely looked at the camera. (laughs) Was given one word answers. And Michael Rappaport was like, hey, if you don't want to do the interview, don't don't do the interview. And... Uh, as opposed to doing it and like giving one word answers making everything super awkward and like no one really wants to see shit like that 
and Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Durant went off and has been pretty much going off on that for the past three, four months. Until this point, Mike Rappaport was like, fuck it, you've been talking too much wild shit and I'm going to post it on, on Instagram. How, how do you guys kind of view Kevin Durant being this soft? Listen, I've got something to say about this, but no, but you can go first. Snitches get stitches. Hey, that's that, that, that's <laughs> the way, that, that's that's the way I was brought up. That that's that's what I know. So as much as KD said this and said that, hey yo, someone need to go stamp on Macarapa's left nut. It needs to be squashed, fam. <laughs> Because he's a he's, he's the snakiest of them. Or what does he say? He said he did it. He released the tapes because he um um he was what was he trying to say? Like when he was saying that because usually when people talk shit, I like to expose them. Um, like when people say anti-Semitic, say blah blah blah. I tr- I'm trying to expose them, blah blah blah. But that's when usually you know he sends a video and then someone puts a comment under like a racist comment, and then he goes and he talks to the person and errors the person out. This was a direct conversation between him and Kevin Durant, man to man, bro. I don't care what he's, I don't care what is being said. Y'all two are men addressing your issues. If there was beef, you squash the beef between y'all two. Why are you bringing not just hit him? Go tell Jack or Gabriel or David. He told the whole fucking world, fam. The man put it on. Hey, the man put it on all the biggest, on all the biggest social media. He just put it on his social media. He didn't he use did. TMC, exactly. but he basically did up TMC. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Bro, that's so I don't even care about what Kevin Durant said in the first place. He's whatever he says, the privacy of his his life is his life. Um, he's a yeah. basketball player, he don't owe me his life. Who, who does he owe his life to, bro? Look, everybody out here looking for you. perfect role models. Y'all need to chill, fam. I'll be real with you. Katie was talking some wild shit. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. He said, I'm going to spit in your if left If a man eye. texted me, yeah, if a man said to me, I'm going to spit on you, <laughs> they might not breathe again after. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's a very wild thing to say to someone. And honestly, I wouldn't say it to my worst enemy. Because <laughs> that's a beef that you're going to spark a beef that you're not going to... If you don't want to end that beef, then don't start it, that beef. You know what I'm saying? if you spit on someone versus telling them that you're going to spit on them. <laughs> Yeah, that's what. No, no, so how's, how's this gonna go down? You're gonna come like a bird on top of them and just go <laughs> on top of them, or you're gonna come right in front of like, them to their face and do it super disrespectful. You spit? Like, yo, remember, yeah. remember that time I told you I was gonna spit on you? This is it. I'll do it. <laughs> like, how's this gonna go down? I feel like spitting is like the weakest form of fighting. That's what people do. Pe- that's what you know these racist ladies when I think of someone spitting on someone I, I think of these racist ladies spitting on someone in a bus mm. that's what I think of I don't think of a grown seven foot man going to a white a, 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 a white guy who's how tall how tall is Michael Rappaport I think he's under six foot right maybe around six foot yeah you got a whole foot on the guy bro like and just spitting on his head how's that gonna work <laughs> listen it sounds ridiculous what he said was ridiculous, but who the fuck, I'm sorry, who the fuck goes on the, on, on media? I think he put it out on Twitter, right? He put the screenshots out on Twitter. Yeah. Who, who goes to Twitter and says, oh, hey, this guy said this to me. As a man, do you not feel embarrassed? You don't want to go handle that situation. Mm. If someone said that to me, I would never fucking show anyone a screenshot of a man saying he's going to spit on me. You're not embarrassed to show that to the world. Yeah. 
Like, and, and more importantly than that, do you not feel like, do you know what? This is not necessary. Yeah, it's fucked up what he said. Speak to him about it. And clearly, listen, I'll be real with you. Looking at these chats, it doesn't look like KD is a very reasonable person a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. And it, it looks like KD is a very difficult person to deal with, especially if if, he's if, he, off. if you rubbed him up the wrong way mm. somehow. He's got an ego. I mean, bro, it's not me to judge, but yeah, he it, clearly he clearly gets hurt very easily. Look, I'm I'm sorry. He clearly gets hurt very easily, and he clearly lashes out. You know. In a childlike way, when he gets hurt, it's mm-hmm. not the first time we've seen it, bro. Who the fuck uses burner accounts? Mm-hmm. But moving on, I'm not gonna elaborate on that. Michael Rappaport, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck comes to Twitter and comes and puts out these chats? Go handle it with KD, and if you don't want to handle it with KD, move it under the rug. If you feel threatened by him, speak to the police. Mm. Don't go to Twitter. It's a publicity stunt. Yeah. He wants he wants his name in people's mouths. It's cheap. Yeah, I'm sorry, exactly. it's cheap. I don't, I don't like. If it. your point was to show that KD was a snake, nah, that's this is not how you do it. This, this just shows. This you doesn't show he's a snake. This just shows that KD's got a foul mouth. Yeah, that's all it shows. All right. Um. Now to to move back onto some real basketball news. Uh, or, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, sure. Oh, 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 basketball. I know. I went on a few rants there, guys. I'm I'm it, sorry, man. It, it was necessary. It had to be said. Snitches get stitches. I mean, it, we were talking about the Nets. KD is on the Nets. It, it, it kind of is basketball news. But um, just looking at the, the rest of the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Um, I know where one team is going to be. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, the next going to be the three seed. Say no more. As things are shaping up right now, what teams you see moving up or down in the, in the playoff standing? I don't know, but you, you want the Knicks to drop? I don't want the Knicks to drop. I know they're going to drop. They have too many tough games coming up that they're going to lose, so it's okay. It was a really nice season, though. I mean, you guys really got close to the rainbow, so who knows? Next season, if your spirits are broken, you could maybe try again and maybe this time make it. I don't think so, though, because the rest of the teams are getting better. You really, you guys really are not. <clears throat> and now you end up in the middle of the pack, so you don't even get a nice pick. But anyways, um, talking about other teams that are going to move, we have the Hornets. The Hornets are going to drop a few spots just because they've lost LaMelo Ball. He really was like the heart. I don't understand how he did it, but I guess that's what a top pick does. He came in and he became the heart of the organization. The joy, the happiness that he played with infected everyone, especially Miles Bridges. And now, bro, these guys can't hit a shot. Terry Rozier thinks he's the man. Yeah. Sometimes he's the man. Most times he's not. No offense to him. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, the Hornets the harness are going to go down. The Hawks and the Heat are going to go up, I believe, because they're both playing. They're both rounding into form. Um, the Celtics mm. are also going to get better. They're not going to stay down there. They're going to go above the Knicks, I believe. The Pacers are really coming back into form now with Carlos Levert. He's given them, sorry, he's giving them another life. So I think that the Celtics, the Celtics, the Hawks, the Heat, they're all going to go up. The Hornets are going to go down. The top three is not really going to move much, but the best of the Eastern Conference is going to happen between. The seventh, the tenth position, and even the eleventh, because the Raptors are. Yo, yo, is it, are we watching the same the same Raptors? Because Raptors are two and eight in their last ten. I don't know what. No, but their last two games they played. I mean, they slapped um, Golden uh, Golden State by fifty. Yeah, but then that's that's uh that's Golden State when Steph is is, is on is on half a tailbone. I think. Okay, yeah, you know what? I'll take that back. The Raptors, let's leave the Raptors out. But 7-10 to 10 will be very interesting because 
I think the so votes. So what's your top ten? What's your top ten? The top ten is. We'll all do our top ten. The top ten like is gonna stay the exact same way it is. I think. I think it's gonna stay the same way. It's just. It's, it's just, just gonna get shuffled a little bit. Exactly. The next are gonna be the okay. uh, like the last two probably, and then the Hornets are probably gonna okay, come so, down to sixth. So yeah, Chisholm, do you think Noble? Do you think who do you think is gonna be outside of the playoffs looking in in that top ten? Those two playing games. Who's that gonna be? The two playing who's games. gonna be sorry? Who's gonna be in those four four spots? The seven to the ten who are gonna be involved in the play-ins? What teams the are gonna seven be involved in play-ins? Is gonna be the Hornets. The eighth is gonna be the Pacers. No, the eighth are gonna be the Knicks. You know, I will give you that much. The Knicks might hang on to the eighth position. The Pacers will stay ninth, and the Bulls ten. The Bulls will go up to ninth. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say Wait, this what? to you. I'm sorry to say this to you. The Pacers are going to go up. The Bulls are going to go up. The Knicks are probably going to drop down to ninth. All right. So it's going to be the Hornets, Pacers, the Hornets, Bulls, Knicks, and Pacers. Bro, the Bulls have lost six in a row. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm looking. (laughs) The Bulls have lost six in a row. I don't see how the Bulls climbed their three, what, yeah, two and a half games behind uh, the Pacers who are surging right now. And the only person that they can pass would be the Boston, but then also I don't see them doing that unless you see the next. The Bulls are only one game better than the Raptors. Yeah, bro. exactly. They're only one game better than the Raptors. I, they have a better chance of falling than they do rising. No, no, no. No, no I no, think they will no, rise. No, I don't think okay. they'll rise enough. You guys, let me tell you why I'm saying this. The Bulls are going to rise. First of all, they're they're going to they're getting better offensively, and the reason they have lost a lot of games is they played a lot of tough matchups. They lost a stupid. They lost a stupid game to the Cavs, but I mean, besides that, they lost to the Jazz. They lost to the Spurs. They lost to the Warriors when Steph Curry just came back. They lost to the Suns and they lost to the Utah Jazz again. And a lot of these games are really close. You know who they're playing. I mean, the next team they play is tough in the Nets. But after that, they have the Pacers, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, the Magic, Grizzlies, Cavs, Celtics, Cavs, Hornets. So they're playing like sub, they're playing teams in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference mostly till the end of the season. So I feel like they have a strong, strong comeback in the works. The Knicks are playing a lot of tough teams going down the stretch. They're playing the Nuggets, they're playing the Nets, they're playing the Sixers, I think, again. So it's about it's it's not just about how good the team is, it's about it's also about the amount of matchups left. Mm. Chisum, do you think the top 10 is going to stay about the same? I think the top 10, like the, the teams that are there, obviously, I think are, are the ones who are kind of solidified. Um, okay. but and what's that bottom four of that? That bottom four, I think Boston escapes that bottom four and puts Atlanta back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see the Hornets dropping all the way down to like eighth spot. I think the Hornets, the Hornets maybe get to seven. But no. Okay, so... Hawks. So I see the Hawks in there. I see the Pacers in there. I see the Bulls in there. And I think the Knicks might end up being in there. I think I think that the one team that's there right now that won't be there anymore will be Boston. I at least I hope. Listen, I, hope I, d- I don't have enough. I don't have as much belief in you guys. I think the Boston make the seven seed, mm-hmm. and they end up in the in there. I think the eight seed is gonna be the Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets. And then I think the nine seed is gonna be the Pacers. And the ten seed is gonna be the Bulls. 
Mm. I actually genuinely think the Knicks just about escaped that play-in. I think we'll finish in the sixth seed probably. Uh, I think just above that is going to be the Heat in the five. Um, and then four, three, two, one is the Bucks, Nets, Sixers, and uh, what do you call it? The Hawks. Mm. I think the Hawks might pick it up near the end of the season. Yeah. But who knows? I think the Hawks might swap around with the Celtics. I think one of those teams is going to do well. One of those teams is going to do bad and drop into the plane. Yeah. But I think when it comes down to the stretch, a lot of people, I don't want to go on about my Knicks for too long, but a lot of people are saying that the Knicks have such a tough run. And yeah, do you know what? I might be wrong. That might end us up in the playing tournament. But at the end of the day, if the Knicks are able to make the playoffs after a run like that, we will be so much better prepared for that playoff competition than any other team in the league. If we can survive that run, then the Knicks are a competitive playoff team and someone that you should be worried about. Mm. Fair point. And I guess now moving on to the conference that I think is more interesting, um, especially in that playoff picture, the Western Conference. Um, there's obviously the, the Nuggets have made some moves. Um, even the Warriors aren't looking as good as they, as I hoped they would at the beginning of the season. Um, San Antonio is in that eighth spot, but I, I don't know if they're kind of going to stay there for the rest of the season. What what kind of changes do you guys see uh, kind of happening there in the in the Western Conference? Nobody want to give me. Do you think the top ten is going to change same way as we did with the East? You know what? I don't think it's going to change. I think the Warriors have enough in them to at least stay top 10. I don't know about the potential to rise higher because among the last four teams, the Mavs are on a tier right now, so they might not stay there. You know what's funny? The Lakers are are kind of in a precarious position because I don't know how how much longer AD and LeBron are out. They really are in a precarious position because if they don't win a lot of games, all the teams below them have a like have. Okay, so the Lakers over the last ten games have been five and five. Mm-hmm. Nuggets below them have been eight and two. The Trailblazers have been seven and three, and the Mavericks have been seven and three. And the Nuggets and the Mavericks are on a four-game win streak. The teams below them are surging. Exactly. Right. So they need to be. They really need to come together as a team. And you know, it's a, it's a strong test. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where they way they go. actually it does matter because if they have a tougher road to the playoffs the brooklyn nets are going to have the statistical easiest well depending on if they finish up for second or first either the f- easiest or second easiest path to the playoffs um yeah the lakers don't want to go and play the best team they want they don't want to play the jazz the lakers don't want to play the jazz trust me if all the teams the lakers want to avoid playing in the playoffs they don't want to play the jazz just because of how much, how they could wear down the team defensively. I'm, I'm not saying the first round, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to lose. Obviously not, but it just makes it that much harder going on to the next stage and then the next stage and then the finals. So, um, but yeah. So you think the top ten is going to stay the same? Who do you think is going to be stuck in that play-in? Though? Um, I think it's probably going to be the Warriors and the Spurs. I see the Grizzlies making a surge up to eight. I, I'd, I'd agree with you probably in that. But Chisum, mm. you think the top 10 is changing? Um, yes. Yes, I think the top 10 is changing. For one, I think the Warriors don't make the playoffs. Um, okay. Right now, they are only... Like, they're sitting in 10th place and they are only a game and a half ahead of the of 12th place. 
and that 12th yeah. place is uh, the Pelicans, who are currently on a run. Um, and then they're five and five in their last five, to be honest, and they've they've lost two. Yep, they're not really L- on like a they're run, not on a crazy run, but then compared to what the Warriors are doing, they're not on any sort of a run. But yep. they're they're just not as shit as the Warriors. Yep. Can, I, can I just add something? <laughs> in? Can I just mm-hmm. add something in? The Pelicans have the tenth easiest schedule going up for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's. I was gonna talk and the about Lakers that. Have, that. The Lakers are kind of lucky because they have the fourth. Sorry, sorry. No, what yeah. what am I saying? No, I'm I'm very wrong about this. The Pelicans have the twentieth. They have the twentieth hardest. They have the twentieth. They're twentieth in their schedule ranking. So they, and the Lakers are twenty sixth. So Lakers have a tough schedule moving forward. You guys have a. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to say this, but the Lakers could end up being in the sixth or the seventh position. It's very possible. Yeah. But go on, choose some your, your your top ten. So you think the Warriors drop uh, out? I think the Warriors drop out and get replaced by the Pelicans. Uh, and then what's your bottom? What's your bottom four of that? My 10? bottom four of that ten would be Pelicans, Memphis, San Antonio, and the Lakers. Like I, I honestly do see the Lakers drop. Like I don't see them getting all the way down to like the ninth or tenth spot, but I definitely see them um, kind of get to that seventh spot because Denver, Denver has been insanely hot, and they've got guys like yeah. um, Mike Porter Jr. over the last like fifteen games is averaging twenty points, eight and eight rebounds, fifty seven percent from the field, and fifty one percent from three. Whoa! And, like he obviously he's not going to keep up fifty one percent from three for the rest of the season, but. That's like he's he's getting into what everyone hoped he'd become, and then obviously you add guys like Aaron Gordon and um, Javale McGee to, to kind of help as well. But I, I think I th- if if I could pick a a first round matchup for the Lakers, it would be the Denver Nuggets. But then I don't think it's gonna happen. You don't want that smoke, bro. Bro, trust trust me. I want all of that smoke. The Denver Nuggets are the worst Actually, defense at the rim. They have the worst rim defense in the league. I'm going to take AD, LeBron, yeah, and Andrew Bermond yeah, going at that yeah, rim yeah. all day. I forgot. I, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think you want that matchup either, though, because they'll light you up. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, you. You might. You might not be able to be stopped by them, but they will light you up as well. It'll be. They'll wear you out the same way that the Jazz will wear you out. No, right? I disagree but, completely. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I. It depends. So, like, like I said, it's just when I say wear them out, I mean they'll take them to seven. It's only are the shots gonna fall down because as long as the shots are falling down, then yeah, Chiefs. I'm not gonna lie to you, that would be a very dangerous matchup for you if the shots are falling. But because of the nature of playoffs and how shots tend to not really fall in the playoffs, I mean, the Golden State Warriors completely broke that standard. But usually, shots get worse during the playoffs mm-hmm. and stuff. So I'm just saying, going off of that, if Denver gets a little bit worse and the Lakers are just pounding them down in the paint. That little gap yo, is gonna get exposed yo, here's the, a little bit. I, I trust the Lakers' defense because, like, I don't trust that. <laughs> oh man, I I, I watched the La- like a lot of Lakers games. All that like the the body movement, the like the commitment to defense from that team. I like I trust it. So I agree. The whole team, yeah, the whole team's keyed in on defense. Yeah. But we'll get onto that because we're gonna talk about the Nuggets specifically, mm. and if we think they're real or not. But just before we get onto that, I've got a really different outlook than you guys on the Western Conference. I feel like it's going to be a big change-up. If you look at the trends, there's two teams that are trending horribly downwards. And that's the San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors. I mean, teams of 
teams that are in the playing playoff picture. Mm-hmm. So San Antonio, um, ever since they sat Aldridge, they've just been going down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Aldridge was amazing for them, but he was a guy for them. Yeah. You don't lose 14 and even 5. I think that was what he was averaging, like 11 and 5 or 14, yeah, 14 and 5. Yeah, 14 and 5, yeah. And replace, yeah, replace it with nothing. Even though it's not amazing, you don't just lose that and replace it with nothing. Because mm-hmm. that's what they've done, basically. And even though he wasn't great for them, he was kind of that little bit that put them over the edge of a playoff team mm-hmm. for me. I think they're going to drop out of the top 10 altogether by the end of the year. And I think so are the Warriors. I know they're in the six, uh, in the eight seed right now, and I know they're above five hundred. But I don't think it's definitely. I, I don't think it's going to stay like that at all. I completely I think, disagree. I think San Antonio falls, and I think it's it's this. It, it's a bit difficult to say that with Greg Popovich there, but I just don't think they have the pieces. I might be wrong, but that's that's how I feel right you now. Know, For I me, could, I could agree to the Spurs, but I don't see the Warriors dropping out. Yep. The Warriors, the Warriors, I'm kind of just saying because of the way that they're playing yeah. right now. I, I'm i not compl- completely convinced on that either, to yeah. be honest. But, yeah, go I, on. I'm completely some- convinced of the Warriors dropping because right now they're losing a, like they're losing games and they li- they had to go get Steph Curry, who who is dealing with a bruised tailbone, to come and play, uh, to come and play so, just so they could, they could win a couple games. And to me, when you start putting yeah. injury, like, clearly injured players on the court that's a that, that's a horrible sign because yeah that's a and, and um what's his face um the, the rookie is he's not playing to the uh, wiseman he's not playing to the standard that we kind of saw at the beginning of the season either yeah so yeah. i'm looking at that wiseman hasn't really been given the chance to get in rhythm but that's it doesn't matter why it is the fact of the matter is so i'm looking great. at the team right now and like who who is going to pull them into the playoffs an injured steph curry like i as much as I think he can, Draymond Green. Mm, I just don't see it, man. Okay, so you asked the you you asked Go the on, question. Noble. You said who is going to pull them into the playoffs? The answer mm-hmm. to that is no one on their team. Their opponents will. They have the seventh easiest schedule going in for the rest of the season. Do you know who they're playing? I mean, right now they're going to play the Hawks, which is a test. The box probably gets slapped. Then they're playing mm-hmm. the Wizards. They're playing the Rockets. They're playing the Nuggets. Get slapped. They're playing the Thunder. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Cavs. They're playing the Celtics. Comparable. They're playing the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Get nope. slapped. They're comparable. They're not the... comparable with the Celtics. No, no, no. Cel- Celtics. Even in Celtics, a bad season, blow them Celtic, out the water. Celtics. No, no, no. Celtics have been losing to a lot of teams. To yeah, a lot. yeah if you just, but when they like, play the Warriors, they're not going to lose. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm Come not on. saying. I'm not saying like they're. I mean, they play to the potential. Yes, they're not going to lose. But Celtics have lost. They lost to the Pelicans. They lost. Agreed. Okay. They lost to the Grizzlies. They lost to the Kings, bro. Like they right, have this, the potential this, to lose to anyone. They lost to the Cavs. This is yeah. This is not really something worth debating because that can go either way anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying there are games where they get slapped. There are games that could go either way. So they have a few. They have a lot of either way games. They got a couple not, of gimmies here. They they have the seventh easiest schedule period, just going for the rest of the season. So I don't see them falling out of that. But out of that, okay, that might be the case. Seed. Like they might be tenth seed. But I don't see them falling out of ten seed. That might be the case. Listen, that, that that could be the case. Look, all I know is the Kings and the Pelicans are good, and they're they're good teams. And I was I was talking a lot of smack about the Kings, but seriously speaking, they're they're well organized teams. Rashawn Holmes is having Rashawn Holmes is having a really good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is having a really good year. I think he had something like six 35-plus point games this season or something. Don't quote me on that, but it was something around there. 
I think they have the potential to just go on a run. I think the Pelicans have a potential to just go on a run. The most the Warriors will do is tread water. And I think that's why they might just drop out. Because they're only they're only a game and a half ahead. And if all they're going to do is tread water, which is what I feel like might end up happening for a while here, they they do have the potential of dropping out. What I said about San Antonio how it stands, that's just uh, that's how I feel like it's going to go down. I think the bottom four of the of the playoff picture in the West is going to be the Lakers, followed by the Grizzlies, followed by uh, the Pelicans, and then followed by the Kings. So I think it's going to change up quite drastically. But yeah, speaking speaking more on the top of the Western Conference, though, the Denver Nuggets. Noble, do you think they're do you think they're a real championship contender, or are they just in the conversation? I think with the addition of Aaron Gordon to their team, they should be. Uh, yeah, I think they are legitimate for now. Not for now. I think they can't take it to anything. The Joker is an army Swiss knife that can give you anything you want from the three-point line down to the paint. The way he shoots the three and his craftiness at getting buckets. He just knows how to put the ball. He is a, It's funny because he has almost no athleticism, but... Even with that, he still his, IQ. His IQ is beyond off the charts. He just knows the most efficient way to get the ball in the bucket, either through his hands or through his teammates' hands. And now you've given them one more wing. They basically just replaced Jeremy Grant with a guy who I would say is better, um, and yeah. who has who has better impact on the floor. So they got a a, a springier guy, a more athletic version of Jeremy Grant, who hopefully a more polished version. I don't know about the shooting, but he definitely has the. I'm yeah, saying all-round game is a lot more polished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you brought a more you you got a so they're be, they're better than they were last season. Last season they got last season they were they were able to get all the way to the conference finals where they were just outmatched. So now I think Gordon brings that extra guy who gets to defend AD, and they have Michael Porter Jr. plus all the other wings, Royce O'Neal. Um, they have a bunch of wings to throw at LeBron to try and slow him down too. And now you still have Jamal Murray uh, on the other end. So I think, yeah, getting rid of Gary Harris, who I'm not going to lie, gave them some dead minutes last playoffs because he always has this potential of looking like he could do something but never does anything. Um, yeah, and since that one season. Exactly, yeah. He mm-hmm. just made his money but off his of that one season. His defense was clutch though. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, his defense he's... is good, but Aaron Gordon has that too. Yeah, exactly. The, the the Denver Nuggets are just lengthy. Like the only unathletic player on the Denver Nuggets is Jokic. Everyone else, MPJ is, just... is such an X factor for them. Yes, MPJ is like a secret. Like, he is such a secret X. But the way he shoots it, bro, it's like you never expect it. You'd yeah, expect he shoots it. like KD, bro. Like he, you can have your hand up his nostrils and he's still gonna make the shot. Like, <laughs> he is that spring. So as long as his game just keeps maturing the right way, the Denver Nuggets are here for real. I think the playoffs the playoffs this year are going to be very interesting. So you're telling me, Noble, that in a seven-game series against the Lakers, fully fit, they're going to win four games. In a seven-game series against the Nets, fully fit, they're going to win four games. I mean, wait, but, but wait. When you say that they are a championship team, I don't mean they're the only championship team. I mean, do you think they have the ability to beat those teams fully fit in a seven-game series? Do they have the ability? Yes, they do. Is it likely? Yes. Okay. Is it likely? Probably yeah, not. that's a different story. Probably that's a different not. story. Yeah. But like I would say, for example, listen, there's a, I feel like Jim there's a Murray. very fine line. Yeah. There's a very fine line. I feel like the Jazz are on the other side of that line. I don't think the Jazz are capable of beating those teams if they face up fully fit against each other. 
But I think the Nuggets just about are because they they just have more than the Jazz. They have more weapons. They have more they have more versatility in their team. And the things that they lack with Jokic on the defensive end, they make up with everyone else. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And they play really good team what, defense. Yeah, and Jamal Murray. What's your thoughts, Chisum? Sorry, I just want to last add this last part. Sorry, Jamal Murray's takeover factor, bro. Don't ever discount that Jamal Murray has the yeah. ability to literally go at a whole team by himself. And ever yeah. since Chisum wanted to talk about what happened to Jamal Murray this season, why isn't he Babu Murray? He's been going off. So yeah. <laughs> here we go. I mean, I'm, I'm here to inspire. Is is is, is what it is. I'm I'm an inspirational guy. But I, I I don't think the 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 Nuggets are a real championship contender, man. Like they're one of those teams where yes, they are they are in the conversation, but I just I don't see them beating the top of the 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 West or whoever comes out of the East. So I think I think they'll probably end up pretty much in the same place that they they ended up last year, which was which was the um, conference finals. So whoever like if they face the Lakers in the conference finals, if they face the the I think the Clippers this year might actually be able to take up. Um, that's that's if you know Paul George and, and Kawhi don't you know just pack things up early after going up three um, one. But I don't think the the Nuggets have what it takes to beat the Lakers. I don't think they have what it takes to beat the the Nets or the Sixers. Or oh no! Stop of, it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Uh, stop it! Okay, stop it. They can beat what? the Sixers. They can they can uh, beat the Sixers. I'm sorry, Chisum. I wanna, I wanna abolish you from this podcast. I see no answers uh, for Embiid. Embiid. Okay, sorry. I'm. Yeah. Embiid. I'm sorry. What the fuck is Embiid gonna do with Jokic? Thank you. Don't, don't give me that face, bro. Jokic can stop, bro. I don't he can care be the how good best of a defender. Embiid Dwight is. Howard made things difficult for Jokic last year. It wasn't just Dwight Howard. No. It wasn't just it was Dwight the whole Howard. Team, what do you mean? No. They keyed in on him. The whole team keyed on in, in on him. No. The, Dwight Howard made life difficult. Dwight for... Howard can be the centerpiece. I don't give a shit. Dwight Howard can it be the centerpiece. Just Dwight, Dwight, the whole Dwight. team keyed in on Jokic and they played a great defensive scheme. You yes. can't do that with them anymore. Because Gary Harris was a joke on the offensive end. Gary Harris was a joke on the offensive end last season. You, you know, can't I... do that with Aaron Gordon. He will dunk on your head and put his nuts in your mouth. You can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And Jamal Murray, if you see the jump he made from the playoffs in in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. he's gonna make a similar jump again this year. And I'm not I'll talking about numbers. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about control of the game. Ooh. I see. I can see how he's yes, grown because he's I been here he before now. The yeah. offense. That experience. He's That's not gonna allow. About. He sees Jokic is getting swarmed in the paint. He'll find a different way. He'll see the alternatives this way around. He'll learn from all the mistakes that they made last time. And he will show you guys to get off your high horse and stop thinking that you can guard Jokic. Because yep. no one in this league can guard Nikola Jokic. Okay, not no one Dwight Howard, not Joel Embiid. Yes, but then people can make life difficult for him. And I've seen... I've well, we seen... say that about LeBron every year. What does it matter? Who, who, but then who are the guys that you, you say that about? Kawhi? What do you say when you say make life difficult? The guy averages. What what does Jokic average? I don't want to misquote this. So I want to get the exact number. Bear with me one moment, mm-hmm. please. Uh, where are the Denver Nuggets? If I just pull up the Probably Denver Nuggets, Nikola like Jokic currently. Twelve. Yeah, yeah, he's averaging nine. No, no, no. He's averaging twenty-seven, eleven, and eight. Mm-hmm. So what is him being slowed down to a certain extent? Because he's still going to get his eleven boards. He's still going to get twenty to twenty-five points. Am I saying? Am I saying lies? Uh, correct. 
Okay, and he's still mm-hmm. going to get seven, eight assists. He's still I, is he going to shoot I, worse? I, th- I think those boards go down when, like, uh, if he's beside the center or if he has to fight for position against guys like Andre Drummond, against guys like Anthony Davis, against guys like uh, Marcus Saul, Joel Embiid. You can't just tell me he's going to grab boards over those guys. No, but you know what? But you stop know, it. But you know what? Like, Denver is still very lengthy. Like, even if they don't... Like all their players are about six eight, six nine. So even mm-hmm. if even like I've watched them play and boards yeah. where there were some boards where Jokic couldn't go up in the air and get it. And I saw Michael Porter Jr. jumping his life mm-hmm. out to go grab it out the air. So I'm saying yeah. like they, he the Denver Nuggets and now you have Aaron Gordon too. So yeah, you're right, his numbers will go down, but I think his teammates will boost those numbers up. Alright. So question for you guys right now. Do you see the Nuggets beating the Lakers in the seven-game series. No, I don't. Do you I see do. the Nuggets beating the Nets in the seven-game? Wait, hold up, go back. You, you said you, you see the Nuggets beating the Lakers. And can, in the I, can I can I just say something? Yeah, go ahead. In the two get in the two games that Jokic has played against Embiid in the last two years, they've only played two games against each other. Wonder why? Oh, why? Because Joel Embiid's always injured. But cool. Okay. Jokic and Embiid played twice in the last two years. Okay. Embiid averaged twenty-one nine and nine. On 49% from the field. Mm-hmm. That's a little drop-off. But if you have that production uh, pr- um, production from your center... Is that Embiid or Jokic? And that's, that's, that's Jokic against Embiid. So he has dropped off. I see what Chiso means. Yeah. But he's still averaging nine rebounds and nine assists. And he's averaging down near 50% from the field. With okay. that production and 25 points per game from Jamal Murray. 17 to 18 points per game from... from from Michael Porter. No, know. Michael Porter, I think, could be 19 to 20. 17 to 18 from Aaron Gordon. I don't see... You're getting the production on the offensive. Yeah, yeah, I think more that, 15. Yeah. Even if he gets 15, that's the production you're getting from your starting unit and your sixth man now. Mm. That's nothing to be laughed at. And then you've got players like uh, Will Barton who will do a job for you. These Campazzo, other contributors who chip in here and there. Campazzo. Yeah, Campazzo, he's a baller. Jokic yeah. does fall off a little bit against players. Against the Lakers... If I if I go uh, Jokic versus the Sixers, because that's what it might end up being, mm. not necessarily Embiid. Let's see let's see if Embiid gets uh, injured or in foul trouble for games. Yeah, he's averaging twenty one eight and seven against the Sixers. When no, Embiid goes out, backup, he kills him. No, no, stop that, stop, baby. Backup yeah, yeah, but then but then now you, 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 your backup Howard. center is is Dwight Howard. So it's not like it's it's getting like yes, he's not going to be doing as much as Embiid does on the offensive end, but on the defensive end. At the very least, like last year, there were like some of those plays where I'm I'm looking at Dwight Howard like ah, that's kind of a cheap shot a little bit. Like he he just he annoys him too. It's not just like no, no, but it's not just skill level. It's like yeah, go ahead. But one thing I'm noticing, I'm looking at these stats in the last six years. Jokic has played against Howard six times. Mm. Yeah, he's played Dwight six times. That's a decent sample size. His numbers, I won't lie to you, have gone down considerably. They're Mm -hmm. seventeen seven and seven. Yep. But he's 50, 54% from the field, 56% from three. Yeah. But he's then, not and, and and he's not bothering him that much. He's making him change the way he plays. Yeah. And now I think the Nuggets are better constructed to take advantage of this Jokic play. Like when Jokic mm. is guarded by a guy who can stop him from scoring and he, and he struggles with physically, he tends to defer a bit more. And he tends to make plays to get other people involved and swing the ball more. That's why his stats go down uh, considerably. But you'll see his percentages don't. And his turnovers yeah. don't go up very much either. Yeah. But before, that was unsuccessful. Because you were giving the ball to guys like Gary Harris. 
Mm. But I, you can say it's just one player who's changed, but that's a big deal. Because a lot of the time, it was Gary Harris that was open in that corner. It was Gary Harris that was open at the top of the three, at the top of the key. And he was screwing it up for them. You leave Aaron Gordon in that spot, he's either going to drill the three, or he's going to get to the line, or he's going to dunk it. It's very rare that he's going to make nothing out of that possession. I think that the Nuggets are just so much more dynamic, especially, I even didn't mention Michael Porter Jr. then. Michael Porter Jr. brings a whole new dimension to this team, and he does a similar thing that Aaron Gordon does. You give the ball to Michael Porter Jr. last year, it's different now. He's mm. not going to do the same thing now, he'll drill it now. It's yeah. different, bro. Here's, like I agree that the Denver Nuggets have improved from last year. Actually, yeah, they, they've improved from last year. Although I, I think they still, if, if they could, they would they wouldn't let uh, Jeremy Grant walk. Just to just to note, yeah. against Dwight Howard, Jokic in the last two years is plus twenty three. But so he's, he's like, his numbers may be going down, but he's beating him while he's on the floor. Yeah, but then in the playoffs, I some of those guys will freeze. Like n- not everyone performs at the same level that they do in the regular season in the playoffs. So I I I see some of those guys freezing up. I see um, Jokic's numbers going down and. Their defense isn't good enough. Where, like these teams that we're mentioning, are high powered on on the offensive end, so they will be able to take advantage of of the Nuggets' weaker mm. defense. Because especially when you, if you're talking about the Nets, like they, not that anyone in the league has answers for the Nets, but then the Nuggets have no answers for the Nets either, right? But at the same time, I yeah. guess the, the Nets don't really have any answers for anyone on defense. So we'll we'll, we'll see when we get there. Um, yeah. let's see. Are there any more topics that, that we need to go over? Yeah, I do want to go over something. Listen. Go ahead, go ahead. Brother, I'd like to just put in an apology to Russell Westbrook. Um, it's not what you think, Noble. It's not what you think, Noble. Russell Westbrook is still one of the worst of the good point guards in the league. Okay? <laughs> he is one of the worst out of the good point guards. But, but... I'll give him the edge over LaMelo for now, for sure. Okay? But when it comes to the rankings, I have him below De'Aaron Fox and guys like this. He's still one of the worst of the top 10, 20-point guards in the league. He is genuinely an eyesore to watch most nights. I hate hate the turnovers. I hate the jacked-up shots. I don't don't know how you forget to shoot free throws, three-pointers, and mid-rangers. Like, at least keep on to knowledge of something. <laughs> like, at first, at first he used to do that high jump mid-range. It looked like he came onto a trampoline and tried to shoot it. But even, he doesn't even do that now. Okay? But he's uh, better than Lamelo. He's better than Lamelo for now, and I'll give you that. Are you saying this just because Lamelo is injured? Listen, he's better than Lamelo fully fit. I'll say that. Just because of what he did the other, the last few games. But other than that, I would not take Russell Westbrook over even RJ Barrett on my team right now. Oh my god! Oh, oh wow. my god! If oh someone offered me a trade, RJ Barrett for Russell Westbrook, I would spit on the trade like Kevin Durant and send it away. <laughs> that's how I would do. It. Oh shit! Oh, this that's guy exactly has what the, I do. He has the premeditated spit for it. Damn! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And I'll even tell you how I'll do it. I'll do it like a bird. So the trade package will come, yeah? I'll be there, yeah? I'll be there hanging over the package. I'll spit on it so I don't even have to get the backlash of the spit. Any of the... Don't get any of it on my hands. And then I'll just kick it out the door. 
That's what I'd do. That's a terrible trade. Russell Westbrook is washed. He, all he does is put up numbers. He is not conducive with winning anymore. You'll see. No, no would you have a comeback before, before we end the show? Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook oh is the Stefan Marbury. Why is he still talking, bro? I like, I, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is the Stefan Marbury of this generation. The fact that he can't even say his name, fuck you right. Stefan Marbury, <laughs> Starberry. He played for my Knicks, yeah. Starberry. He took care of the kids with the shoes. Russell Westbrook takes care. Of, he's a champion in life. Love to see it. Enjoy your lifetime championship with zero NBA rings. Goodbye. All this, all this uh, Russell Westbrook slander, bro. Lamelo ain't never gonna win a ring. Oh, is that a is that a hot take? That's it has to be said thing. with chest, Noble. <laughs> That's an extremely unfounded, <laughs> with ridiculous chest, Noble. So, so you're telling me that the Hornets are gonna win a ring? Noble, Before please. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook can play another 20 years <laughs> and play for every NBA team and he still won't win a ring. Look, he, he could play five minutes and commit enough turnovers to lose that team a ring. He will play the last five minutes of game seven of the NBA finals and choke it. Bro, Lamelo, he has a no, chance. No, He's no. young. No, well, please, I, I would like you to move the mic a little closer to your lips and say it with chest, what you said. Ah, I see. <laughs> if you're committing to this. Well, let me complete what I'm saying, okay? Because I say some things that factually, OKC mm. is going to win a ring before LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets do. That's all right, but not yeah. with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> not with Russell never, Westbrook. That's my I point. I never mentioned Russell Westbrook. And LaMelo Ball would never win the championship ring on the Charlotte Hornets. He could maybe win it on another team, but what he would never What if he came win. to OKC? You know what? He should have come to OKC this year. You would have seen they wouldn't be where they're at right now. Him and Westbrook should form a backcourt, bro. Westbrook would back up LaMelo. Look. <laughs> Why does my company that be like I'm some Westbrook fan? I don't even like Westbrook, bro. You defended Westbrook's honor once. You have to keep doing it, bro. All I know is if Westbrook came to Gosford Park, yeah? If he came to Gosford Park, he would beast on us all, yeah? But he would still turn the ball over five times. I guarantee him. He doesn't need any pressure. He doesn't need any pressure. All he needs is some oxygen in his lungs. And he's like, yeah, let me turn the ball over. Cool. (laughs) Say no more. Oh, oh, man. This Russell Westbrook hate. Oh. It's okay. Your hate. What did this man ever do to deserve this? He replaced Thomas Sataransky and made the team worse. Tell me how. Tell me how. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if, if you've lasted this long for the worst Westbrook hate. Believe it or like, not, that started <laughs> as an apology. <laughs> that started as an apology. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, damn. Your apologies are beautiful, man. I have to to give you that. Ah, but thank you everyone for listening to episode 19 of Pump Fix and Hot Takes. Hope you guys had an amazing time listening to it. Um, any wise words from, from our guys? Vino, Noble? Two weeks. Two weeks? What, for the Knicks? Two Mm. weeks for the Knicks. Put down uh, a t-shirt uh, my wise words are also two weeks for the next. They're gonna be the four seed in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah.